What's up, everybody? And welcome to another jam-packed, exciting episode of Beef Sticks Podcast. Hello. The only show you know that blows your load and holds the chode. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. Sometimes you want them to hold the chode in. You can't just enjoy it, savor it for a moment. Let it let it swish in there and mix with the saliva. You know, if you got two broads there, they can snowball it, spit it back and forth to each other until it grows into a giant wad of saliva and semen that I like to call Salemen. Salemen. Which, by the way, is also the name of my lawyer. There you go. Is he going to make an appearance on your Smee and Smeagol series? <laughs> you seen that, uh... Yes, I did. It's and those... I said the Smith's Adventures of Smeagol That's right, Smee. you did. That's funny because I, I was just random. I don't even know how it came in my head. I was sitting here. Part of me wants to think I was watching Smackdown at the time. And uh, something in, inside of me just came up with Shmee and Schmeagol. And I was like, oh, yeah, man. Shmi and Schmeagle Schmisteries. That sounds fun. Somebody needs to make it happen. I can see it on Disney Channel. Right? The Shmi and Schmeagle Schmisteries. You could have, like, a guest appearance, you know, at the end of season. At the end of season one with, like... Where, like, Frodo has to defeat Captain Hook, and Shmi and Schmeagol are caught in the middle. There you go. I don't know. Be good. Frodo and Schmeagol are the only two people I know from uh, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> oh, no, Bilbo, right? Bilbo? Well, Frodo Bilbo and is, Bilbo? Yeah, he's in it. Bilbo is Frodo's uncle. Okay. And he was the Hobbit. Okay. The Hobbit. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, Bilbo, Frodo, and then I know that um, Patrick Stewart's Lepolis. in there, but is he is he Ganondorf or is that is that the fucking uh, no. Harry Potter? Ganondorf is the Zelda enemy. Gandalf is the Gray Wizard. <laughs> I mixed, <laughs> I mixed uh, links. Gandalf, <laughs> Ganondorf Ziggler, Ganondorf Ziggler. <laughs> Hey, he's looking for a new gimmick. Come out as fucking Link's arch nemesis. <laughs> in a white robe and a long beard as well. This would be the time to do it. You send out skeletons and bats. I mean, those are two of the main damn. Those are the Goombas and Koopa Troopas of, of Adventures of Zelda. This is the season for skeletons and bats. Tis the season for seasoning. Oh, by the way, I was corrected by... Uh, I think it was by my, was it by my son or my niece corrected me last week. I was trying to figure out what uh, Dolph Ziggler's theme song was. And I thought it was, I give it to the world. I give it to the world. But apparently I'm here to show the world. I'm here to show the world. So they, uh, they, they got me on that one. Let's, let's hurry up and get things going. I think we have a long show. I'm going to laugh when like we end and there's like 20 minutes left, but it looks like we have a long show. So let's get right into uh, right into what we what we the, the skills that pays the bills, the skills that pays the bills, and the sponsors that bring you our content. Sorry, yeah, 
Yes. Do you need high-quality, locally-sourced vinyl decals fit to your custom specifications? Do you not have a lot of time to wait for turnaround? Do you not want to pay a fortune for shipping and handling? Then you need to hit up Monsterware Clothing. Also specializing in custom t-shirts and custom painted hockey masks, as well as many, many other sources that you can only find about about if you check out Monster Wear Clothing on Facebook or hit up my homie Corey Matthews. Let him know Pasty White sent you. He'll keep real good. Yeah. <clears throat> yes. We also had a uh, we also had a contributor to the Beef Sticks podcast this week. It's somebody who's been on Beef Sticks and has been on Fantastic Fables, and uh, she wanted to to sponsor a little bit and get a shout out, and that is B, my sister B. Shout out to B. She purchased the beer that I shall be ingesting during this show. So uh, well, she, isn't she, that fancy? She picked it out. She bought it. She she's contributing to the show. Which is more than some of y'all are doing. So give it up. Big shout out to B. B. You know what they say. Mess with the B and die like the rest. That's exactly what they say. That is what they say. Don't forget we got uh, Patreon. You can get exclusive contact. Fun little stuff. Be a part of the Cloud Style family. It is patreon.com forward slash Cloud Style. Can donate anywhere from one to five bucks. If you want to do more, go ahead and do more. Um, we, we add little stuff here and there on there. Make sure to check that out. We appreciate every little bit that's donated to it. And there's also a GFM, a GoFundMe page, so that you can invest in Cloud Style Broadcasting. Go to GoFundMe.com and search for Cloud Style Broadcasting. You can donate as little or as much as you want there. We can give you shout-outs. We can get you merchandise. All of this is com- going 100% completely back into cloud-style broadcasting. None of that goes into our pockets. None of that goes anywhere else. It's all it's an investment in your in your show. It's it's you investing in your show is what it is. So feel free to do that. Otherwise, just show your support by watching by listening, by liking us on Facebook at Beefsticks Podcast, like, comment, and subscribe on uh, I or on um, on Yub YouTube, Jub. and uh, make sure to click the little bell so you can get notifications. Make sure to uh, like and comment on download on Spreaker, on iTunes, on Google Play Music, Stitcher Radio. Every extra comment you leave there. Every time that you download, all of that makes a difference. All of that data gets put into algorithms. It's letting us know that this is something you enjoy listening to. If you like listening to it and you don't say anything, how are we ever supposed to know? We don't know. And that's where I sit with it. We don't know. And there may be something that we can easily do to make this uh, more palatable for you or more enjoyable for you, but we just don't even know about it. It's never even crossed our minds. Let us know. Uh, Is that everything else before we get into the Bruce guys? 
Uh, Bruce, guys. Bruce I think it's time to take a trip upon us. to the refrigerator. Refrigerator, refrigerator, why do I love you so? Because you hold my food in my beer, so you're my heart and soul. I'd love to get inside it. Refrigerator. Refrigerator. You know, I don't have a great singing voice, but I just love that song. Oh, yeah. So where are you at on the drinking front? I am still getting through my case tours, son. Woohoo! We too with that mountain fresh brew. A cold mountain spring. Mmm. That sounds delicious. And it is. Um, this is another one from a, a, a brewing company you and I love. It's Insight Brewery, um, and this one yes. is a new one I've never seen before. I've never seen before. Um, let me let me pull up my camera to see if I can let you see it, maybe or maybe not. The light sometimes gets in the way. You can't really read it, but it's, it's dank the right there. Dank bot. Dank nice. bot. And one thing I love about Insight Brewery is these sons of bitches give you a story with it, so I don't got to make up my own. Although I love making up my own yeah, stories. Bitch. The can's so big, so they can fit the story on it. That's the only reason they're like this. Now I gotta get my bifocals out, because that's how I do things. And here it is. The autonomous nature of Dankbot. You have to understand, the stereotypical portrayal of robots as cold, calculating, and intelligent is an, in, it is an entirely regressive media construct. Most of them are as dumb as the bolts that hold them together. Now I reflected on this as I watched my creation spin in circles, hurling heaps of hops into my beer, and the doppelring breedle of his idiotic wee filling the air. I thought to myself, I had created a moronic monster. But you know what? He was my moronic monster. Um, for some reason, oh, I don't even have this button on here. I should, because <clears throat> I have the audio. For some reason, that uh, that made me think of the uh, the butter robot from uh, from um, from Rick and Morty. You know the butter robot. Yes. I just whenever I, when I read beat. this, I just pictured the butter robot just like spinning around and chucking butter into something, or, or I could see him being, you know, repurposed to just chuck hops into a beer. Oh, man. I know I had the butter robot on here, and I'm not going to find it without looking all over. And, you know, I put random, like, I put random little audio things into random shows. So if I try to look back at what show it is, I mean, it could be anything. Could be anything. Who knows? So I lost the butter robot. Oh my god! I could have deleted it too. Oh. I tried to keep it clean because I got so much crap in here. I got two brothers. Two brothers. Did you see the? We don't um, even need it. <laughs> I know, right? Did you see the uh, uh, Will Smith and uh, um, Martin Lawrence two brothers um, fake 
uh, trailer. You know what I mean? If I could spit it out. No, I didn't. It's awesome. I share. I think I shared I'll it have. on Fantastic Fables. You'll have to try to try to find it because well, it's pretty easy to look for. Just look up Two Brothers trailer. I think it was like three years old, and I swore I hadn't seen it until I just seen it. So that really surprised me. I'm still looking for the damn butter robot, and we need to get moving along. Move along, Bubba. You're the one supposed to be keeping us. Come on, Fat Mac. Right. supposed to keep us on track, and you're getting all buttered up. Well, you got two minutes according to the lineup here. Well, let's use those extra two minutes to get into our news. <laughs> tell me, tell and... me why all of a sudden I have the Up There song from South Park bigger, longer, and cut in my head. I don't know. Why do you? I need to watch that movie again soon oh, now. You know what? So we do got one minute. I just took a drink of this. I forgot to take a drink of it and tell you how it is. I just read the damn story. This is actually, um, it's called an Extra Dank India Pale Ale. Now, I thought dank was a bad thing, but uh, B, who bought this, said that dank is actually now one of those things. Like, when I was a kid, like, ill, stupid, dope, those were actually good right. things, but yep. they sounded negative. Apparently, dank is now that that. one of those That's words. Yeah. So, it's, so I, I didn't know because I was like, a dank India pale ale, that does not sound good. No, it is actually extremely hoppy, which uh, which, which gets me hard. I ain't even gonna lie. Hoppy beer gets me hard. Oh yeah, yeah. Once I'm through, I'm going back to the IPAs. It's crisp and it's very um, not filling. It's less filling as um, it's less filling and tastes great. For some of you kids that grew up in the '90s, you'll catch that reference. Does, I don't even know. Does Pasty catch that reference? Oh yeah. Less filling, tastes great. Mm-hmm. It was Miller Lite. That used to be. They had a whole bunch of uh, they had a whole bunch of ads on TV of little of girls in bikinis just arguing over why Miller Lite is better because it's less filling or because it tastes great. It's both. Well, so is this fucking dank ass bot, baby. Dank bot. I love dank bot. Dang. I love him. I love him so. Eight fifteen. We're on news, notes, and rumors. And holy shit, unless we read through this really quickly and we don't even talk about it other than just uh, reading what we got here, which we never do, this might take up over half the episode. So be the whole show. Us. Seriously. It could be. It could be. With my technical arts of, of <laughs> dragging off track, this could, be, this could be three shows worth of material. And what's horrible is <laughs> I am going to bring up a, a, a rumor that we left off uh, of last week's show. I was looking through what we talked about last week and somehow I skipped over it. Uh, but I'm going to talk about it because there is a, somewhat of an update. Last week, we left off that there are rumors of Ricochet being WWE bound. Um, if anybody doesn't know who Ricochet is, put him in your damn YouTube machine because his matches are holy shit quality. Um, he's amazing as Prince Puma in Lucha Underground. Otherwise, Ricochet in New Japan or anywhere else you want to find him on any of the indies. He's been in... um. Uh, Pro Wrestling Gorillas Bola, the Battle of Los Angeles. He made news nationwide in New Japan's um, Best of the Super Juniors tournament between him and Will Ospreay. They put on what some said was a, a beautiful, amazing match, and others said was literally ballet in the wrestling ring. And I think they're both right. I loved it, and I thought it was super entertaining. Um, it did come off as more of a dance, a very well-choreographed display. 
But, you know, people go to martial arts shows to see those choreographed displays and not just to see somebody get fucking five-fingered death punched, right? So why right. can't you go to a wrestling show to see that? So, um, so there are rumors that he could be coming to WWE. I wanted to talk about that last week because we were talking about Neville, and I thought, you know what, if there's anybody to replace Neville, this would be the guy. For the record, I like Pac better than Ricochet, uh, Neville. So uh, I don't want Ricochet to replace Neville. In the perfect world, they'd both be in there together, and they'd both be putting on amazing matches against each other and with each other. But now, following last night's Lucha Underground Ultima Lucha Trace finale, which very well actually could be the end of Lucha Underground. There are no reports and no even rumblings or snifflings or anything of Lucha Underground being renewed, which will make me super sad if that's true. But it's looking pretty grim for Lucha Underground. But as of last night's show, Ricochet is now 90 days away from being a complete free agent in wrestling. Uh, for anybody who didn't see last night's finale or, or haven't read up on it, Puma defeated Johnny Mundo, who you may know as uh, John Morrison from the WWE, yes. and now he's Johnny Impact in uh, Impact Wrestling. Um, Puma defeated him to win the Lucha Underground title in a career versus title match. But the night did not end there, however. Dario Cueto come out, came out, come out, came out, one of those things, and said Puma would defend his title against Gift of God's champion, Dark Pentagon, who, by the way, is my favorite character in Lucha Underground. Find some fucking Pentagon Dark or or, or Pentagon, you know. He's, he's went through a few name changes due to copyright issues, but anyways. Um, in Lucha Underground, they have a Gift of the Gods title. It is a title. You wear it. You defend it, but it's really similar to the Money in the Bank briefcase where it guarantees you a title shot against the Lucha Underground Heavyweight Champion. The biggest difference is, and I love this, is you have to tell, you have to inform the the owner, you have to inform the champion, you have to inform everybody at least one week in advance. So you can't just come in in the middle of a match and, and take somebody out when they're at their weakest. You have to announce you're doing it. But it's a guaranteed title shot. Similar to what the Intercontinental title used to be back in the day. So he had to defend it against Dark Pentagon and uh, it ended up being a career versus career match. And Vampiro ended up screwing Puma over and helping Pentagon. Puma left the temple and he took off his, his Puma mask. He has been very vocal about not returning to Lucha Underground and leaving AAA. He has not been happy, um, even though he's been in the main event scene. But according to Ricochet, his Lucha Underground contract expired last June. And it's been reported that contract talents would have to wait 90 days after their final television appearance before they are able to be signed with WWE. That's something they did when uh, Ring of Honor started suing them for trying to poach their, their guys. So now there's a 90-day clause. Um, now that the final show has aired, Ricochet would be free to appear on any other wrestling TV show as soon as as January 16th, 2018. And yesterday on his official Twitter account, he posted clock starts now with a winky emoji. <laughs> um, it's It's been reported WWE is interested in them, especially with 205 Live now. I don't know how you couldn't be. I think... Yeah, but that's my problem. I don't think he's... I think he's too smart to say, yeah, I'll go to 205 Live. You know what? I don't know how much uh, um, how much pull any of these people have, any of these talents or anybody. I know some people have more than others, obviously, and, and they have clauses in their contract. 
You know what? If, depending on how much WWE wants some of these guys, I mean, why couldn't they say I'll go to NXT or 205 Live as long as I'm called up in 365 days or earlier or something like that? WWE, maybe, yeah, maybe some have. Gonna, and, if and they WWE were going to pull up guys, they would have done it already with Neville. Well, maybe yet Neville didn't have that in his contract. I'm just saying, it, why did not it throw with it Austin out there? Aries. Why not throw it out there? Is all I'm saying. Why not throw it out there? Um, but no, I, I, I don't know. He could go on 205 Live there. If WWE is serious about making 205 Live actually good and and neat, must watch. This is the guy thereafter. Um, he does have a great working relationship with uh, New Japan, so he could easily go there. Um, Ring of Honor would take him in a heartbeat. PWG would take him in a heart. Anybody, anybody. There's nobody who's saying no to Ricochet. Nobody. Not if they're smart. Right. I just, I feel like he's too, especially with Neville just taking off. Right. I think he'd be an idiot to agree to do it. And even if he didn't go to 205 Live, they'd probably say, okay, you got to start on NXT. And then when he was getting ready to be called up, he'd be called up to 205 Live. You know what I mean? Probably. Vince is going to put him there. But just uh, purely looking at it from either WWE's perspective or just from the fans, um, I would love to see him there, and I think he could do great things on 205 It'd be better if Neville is still there, which Neville isn't contractually gone, so it's possible. Yeah. Um, he, he probably is smarter going to a uh, New Japan or Ring of Honor. But we'll see. Um, sometimes money walks. And we'll get into that because sometimes money walks and that walks people away from WWE. And I'm actually going to talk about that. Um, we got a lot of, a lot of um, notes about people leaving, getting let go, walking away, all of this stuff. Unhappiness. We reported last week, or at least I'm pretty sure we got to this, Jimmy Jacobs got let go from WWE. Actually, I know we talked about this. Jimmy Jacobs was a writer for WWE for years. We talked about he credit, uh, Chris Jericho says that he created the list of Jericho, amongst other things. He was on live audio wrestling, and he opened about opened up about his firing from WWE, stating, he said, the Bullet Club was given to me as the reason I was fired. I've read a couple sites saying there were things leading up to it, or this was the straw that broke the camel's back. If it was, I'm not aware of any of that. It's certainly possible. Who knows? So according to Jimmy Jacobs, the official reason he was fired was because of the crap uh, surrounding the Bullet Club invasion. Yeah. Well, sounds about right. Why else would they fire him? I still say that's really petty. I still it say that's petty. really petty. Especially petty. as talented of a writer too, as he is. It's by the way, Fat Mac, it's still too soon to be throwing that term around like that. What's that? Petty. Let's ah, I see moment. what you did there. <laughs> yes. Rest in peace. <clears throat> Speaking of rest in peace, got to give a quick shout out to uh, Trailer Park Boys' own Jim Leahy. Uh, I'm a terrible person because I don't remember his real name. So, but I do have fears now 
because I don't feel like Trailer Park Boys would would or will ever be the same without him. He was a very pivotal point in every plot, in every episode. And He's not the one that wore the glasses, was he? He's the only one I, I, I would recognize. No, that's Bubbles. Okay. Jim Lee is the Trailer Park supervisor. He's an ex-cop, and he's an alcoholic. <coughs> the greatest the alcoholic that ever lived. Oh, come on! Seriously. Watch the show. Bojack Horseman. You don't even have Frank. to start at season one. I would honestly start at, like, six. I'm just saying, there's a lot of great alcoholics And then once you're in the show, a, go back and a, watch the early ones. That's a high bar to reach. No, wait till you see some Jim Leahy, man. Did they, did they still put out new episodes of the show, or did they just, um, I know yeah, they, they're, they're they traveled with, into live They're with Netflix shows. now, so they've put out, well, they do the live shows, uh, they do a lot of traveling, they have a podcast, they do annual, like, live show movies or whatever, they, re- they've been releasing, they got signed three years ago with Netflix to keep doing the show. And so there's three new seasons. Where did did the um did the actual television series did that debut on Netflix or did that start like somewhere else and then oh, Netflix? Oh, that was on up? IFC. Okay. Well, it was on Canada Television and then made its way to IFC. A lot of great stuff starts at IFC or stays on mm-hmm. IFC. IFC is uh, especially back in the day. Now with um, Netflix and Hulu, there's a little more. Uh, open-mindedness but back in the day if you wanted to find a, an open-minded network to air something that okay. maybe everybody wouldn't love but was still an amazing show ifc was the place to go internet film or uh, independent ever, film channel yeah did you ever check out um the whitest kids you know that was my favorite sketch comedy show for a long time oh yeah they're so oh, definitely so amazingly hilarious ridiculous. hilarious yeah that's old school Rapist. that's uh, early early 2000s Rapist. I'm going to grape you in the mouth. <laughs> they were funny. Yeah, that was like early 2000s. Oh, yeah. Maybe even late 90s. Maybe even. Yeah. Maybe not. I want to say, yeah, probably early 2000s. No later than 2006 for a season, I'm sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. May he lay he in, in peace. Yes. See, I told you I'm going to be really good. Dragging us off topic. That's all right, because I'm going to throw us back in right now. We're still talking about folks unhappy or are and you? missing and yes. or gone. I have to break the news. Funko Pop WWE figures has just released a whole new lineup featuring Alexa Bliss, Braun Strowman, Shinsuke Nakamura, two different versions of The Rock, and two different versions of Razor Ramon. I got to look up and that I, I gotta Rock say, one, hey, because I think that's just Rocky Maivia. I'm assuming that's Rocky Maivia. I know not. Because I don't know of any blue and orange The Rock. He came in in his, like, in his frilly poncho when he first came in. It's like one of those shitty 90s uh, shirts, the button-up shirts with the print on it. And it's all silky or velvety. Um... I see the two, uh, the black and the red ones. <clears throat> I don't see a goofy one that you were talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. The ones I see are his classic red and his classic black. Okay. I don't see any blue I want and that orange. Braun Strowman one for sure. And I could probably take the Shinsuke one while I'm at it. Yeah. But Braun Strowman as a Funko Pop, that's amazing to me. 
I think the one you said is blue and orange is like uh, red and red and black or red and purple. But that's that is the old oh. school rock. I see what you're saying. Or maybe it's maybe it's looking different because I got my shades on. But yeah, that's old school rock. I hear you. Looks better than the way you described it in my head. Sorry. There you go. So we're moving on to folks that are not happy or missing from WWE. Now, according to Sports Illustrated's Justin Barrasso. Barrasso! Sports Illustrated has been dropping some uh, wrestling news lately. Good for them. Nia Jax has requested a leave of absence. And her leave of absence, according to Sports Illustrated, or at least according to Justin Barrasso, um, is related to her being unhappy with the current creative direction and pay scale. I know one thing that I had heard mentioned that wasn't in this article was uh, she was so um, upset. Actually, most of the women were so upset because the Fatal Five Way that was on last week's Raw, not this current week's Raw, but last week's Raw. Yeah was being changed and muddled with up until, like, almost 15 minutes before they went out there. Right. And, and yeah, the announcers were even, oh, I <laughs> guess I didn't know this was an elimination match. Exactly. That was made evidence by Michael Cole, who, was, who, who literally said, this is a tradi- traditional fatal five-way first pinfall or elimination wins. And, like, 20 seconds later, Bailey yeah. got pinned, and he's like, oh. And then, the, then he's like, uh, she has been eliminated. And he's like, oh. <laughs> so apparently that's really been bothering them. You and I have discussed how they've they've just dropped the ball on this this women's revolution by far. Um, oh, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna talk about that uh, up at the pay per view that we talk about. Um, this I'm just gonna I'm just gonna insert a little something here also when she talks about creative and uh, and pay scale is I know a lot of people have said especially with the Neville thing and other uh, Austin Aries this was a big thing also. Um, so Neville and Aries were left off WrestleMania's main show and they were delegated to the pre-show. Pasty, you and I had a had a lengthy conversation about does it matter now with the network, it's all one show anyways. And we decided it did matter. And one of the things we discussed was they don't get royalties from WrestleMania. They're not on the DVDs. They don't get royalties. Right. So any pay-per-view that they're on the pre-show of, they are not getting royalties when that is sold. They're not making any money off of it. Now another thing, if you thing, want further evidence, I mean, take a look at the the Miz match in the pre-show. Oh yeah, and how upset, and, and the lack of an audience to view the match. Right, that is, I think, to the wrestlers by far worse. They probably don't give a shit about how many people are watching on TV if there's nobody in the fucking arena to watch what they're. Doing. It's fucking dumb. And then think about this: the people <laughs> that really, really liked the Miz and liked everybody in that um that liked everybody in that match. When they, yeah, they went were back, well, well, yes, but when they went back to rewatch that match because they didn't get to see it live, the wrestlers didn't get paid any money for that, even though they were bringing those views in. Right. So you talk about that, and then one thing that really surprised me, which I've read in a lot of places, and I haven't seen a hundred percent verified, but I've read it in enough places, and I have not seen it debunked from anybody. Apparently, all of the two hundred five live and NXT wrestlers. All of them do not get any royalties from them being in the 2K games. So WWE 2K18, 2K17, every wrestler that appears in there who has their name in there that isn't a downloaded, created character, they get a percentage of that. They get royalties from that. Apparently, 205 Live and NXT guys get no royalties from that, even though they're just as featured. 
that surprised the shit out of me. So, yeah, when they say main roster, they're using that word pretty fucking hard. There's a main roster, and then there's a you're our little bitches rosters. Right. And I hate to say that, but that's what it seems like. So I wanted to say that. Um, so Nia Jax has been on a leave of absence. Everybody has noticed that. She, she hasn't been around. Alexa Bliss commented on Nia's situation in an interview with the New York Post, and she stated, We have talked about it a lot. Whatever she is going through, I wouldn't necessarily call it a leave of absence. She's taking some time off because our schedule is very grueling. It's very, very demanding. There are times where you are run down and your body can't do it anymore and you get sick or you get injured from it and you get tired. So I feel like everybody needs to reset every once in a while. In NXT, I took a few take from that statement so far is she gets sick and tired. (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of... Those are the two kind of key words there, right? That's her way of trying to sneak the truth into that. She goes on to say, so I feel like everyone needs a reset every once in a while. In NXT, I took a few resets, and it was never like public knowledge. But we all need them. We all take them once in a while. I am happy when she comes back. I feel like everyone needs that refresher refresher week or refresher moment. She also said that she has no doubt that Jax will be back with the company sooner than later. Yeah, I agree with you. The ambiguity of the way that's worded, she didn't say she was injured. She didn't say she had an illness. And she said, I wouldn't call it a leave of absence. So to me, it sounds like she's kind of just playing the corporate. She's saying the corporate answer. Yeah. You know, which is smart for her in this position. Yeah, Um, but no, I understand Nia Jack's anger. They built her up to be a beast and they never gave her a title. And they haven't really done anything with her other than than being Alexa's uh, bodyguard, which is cool if they featured her more. But, and I you can know, see why a lot of women would be mad that Alexa Bliss comes in and gets the championship because a lot of them have been working for it for a long time. And but, you know, we had talked Jax about it. Especially. And then not like how they had split them up, and then the very next week she's her bodyguard in her locker room. Yeah, like, that's what I was what just going to bring bullshit? up. You and I both discussed it the, the week that happened. And you would have to think Naya would be upset about that. She thought she was getting a singles push. She, she thought she was going to be feuding with Alexa Bliss, arguably yeah. one of the most uh, uh, over female athletes that they have. And then she got back to... Obviously, they don't know what they're doing. They're obviously just writing it fucking moment by moment. They have no long-term plans for any of them. Maybe Charlotte. Aren't you excited for Asuka to show up? Yeah. And they're going to ruin her? That's so... I am so, so, so worried for Asuka, who is just one of the most amazing talents in the world. You know, I think that's why Triple H gave her the winning streak she has had. That way, when she comes up, he can be like, hey, look it, she hasn't lost a match yet. And maybe Vince won't fuck her up as bad, but he still will. Oh, he's... uh, And and you know what? Right now, I can't think of a specific wrestler, but I know I've, I've read articles... Where even he has said he's been disappointed with how they've handled his talent once they go up to the main roster. And I've I've read rumors and notes that he often tries to keep people in NXT when he knows that they're just going to get buried on the main roster. Yeah. But in, in the end, if Vince wants them, Vince gets them. You know what I mean? See, the problem, I think, is they call way too many people up at one time. They don't need to. That call one to person issue. every once in a while. Well, you know, you look at uh, uh, Michael and Maria Kanellis who came in. I think we talked about them last week, maybe. They've done shit yeah. with either one of them. 
yeah. they brought them right up to the main and roster. Like, even the women's revolution, they never should have let them switch brands at the brand or at the draft. No, or you, whatever, have, where they you have the cruiserweights on one. They're building up this brand new women's division. If you want to give it longevity, you should have kept them where they were and allowed them to really carve out themselves yeah, in one place. But the women, I feel like out of anybody in the Switch, got shafted out of it on both shows. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Vince has got a hard-on for Bliss, and that's why she has the championship. And you can't blame it's them. It's the I'm only reason she has the championship. And then, you know, the next person to have it is going to be fucking Carmella. Well, more than likely, um, the odds of, of both or no, in the bank. Car- Carmella's on the spectrum. That's my bad. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She will be the next SmackDown one, though, because, you know, I mean, they're not going to have both Money in the Bank winners lose their, their cash in. So, um, in a planned little, um, a planned little tirade off of our, our path, with all this news coming out, I actually recently read an article on Forbes.com, and I'm not going to say all of it here because we're already going off subject a little bit, but this is, is very much on the subject. Um, there was one part that stood out, though, that I want to touch on. It said, here's a look at some of the stars who recently bolted WWE, often in the primes of their career, and are now thriving in other companies or other ventures. Neville reportedly quit WWE last week, at least partly because he did not receive any royalties after being left off the WrestleMania 33 DVD, which I touched on earlier. Austin Aries was apparently thrilled when WWE came to terms on releasing him from his contract from this summer because, like Neville, he was upset about lack of royalties from his WWE or from his WrestleMania 33 match. I know he was one that talked big about the 2K game. Aries has since claimed that he makes more money in six weeks on the independent scene than he did during his last four months in WWE. So, in a month and a half, he's making more money than in four months in WWE. Earlier this year, Jack Swagger requested and was granted his release, and he did so saying in an interview that it was a business decision. The Dudley Boys left WWE this August after failing to agree to come to terms on a new contract. They'd made their way to the Indies before Bubba Ray, or Bully Ray, whatever you want to call him, eventually found himself working in ROH in a a high-profile spot. Alberto Del Rio, we all know, left WWE last year as well after reportedly being unhappy with his position in the company. That was after leaving and coming back before. And he'd go on to ink a deal with Impact Wrestling, allowing him to, quote, live extremely comfortably. We all know about Cody Rhodes. He was released in May 2016, but is the current Ring of Honor world champion. And he said earlier this year that he made more money on the indies than he was making in WWE. And Ryback left WWE last year under controversial circumstances and is reportedly making as much as 5000 per appearance on the independent scene. So um, the old, you know, back during the Monday Wars, they always said it was good for business because if people weren't happy, they could just leave and go to WWE, they could go to WCW, they could go to ECW. Then that all kind of crumbled and then it was like, WWE is the only thing in town. Man, the the quote-unquote IWC has done something right because apparently now independents are making their way back up to being a viable alternative. If you're not happy in WWE, 
you can leave to the independents and make the same or more or just slightly less money and be happy and right. not have as much wear and tear on your body. And you'll be a far bigger star than the WWE would be. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. Everybody listening to this is going to say like, oh, yeah, right, like Cena and Reigns would make the same amount of money. No. Cena, Reigns, Lesnar, Rollins, none of those guys are going to go to the indies and make what they make in WWE. No. But the mid-card guys and even the lower-than-mid-card guys, like what I would consider a Jack Swagger to be, yeah, they can eat. I think people overestimate how much these mid-card guys make. I was so mad when they Jack Swagger because I had recently just started coming around to him. It was because of his <laughs> his performances in Royal Rumbles. Right. Yeah, so it's... Um, as long as he's not talking, I, I'm done with him. Plus, when you think about this, um, most people don't realize WWE stars... NXT doesn't have to. I was really happy to hear this. But um, main roster stars have to pay for their own travel, their own food, and their own hotel rooms. So you have to add that... You have to subtract that to whatever you're making... And um, they only get a percentage of their merchandise sold. Whereas all of those men listed earlier who went to the independents, they get 100% of their merchandise. Now, yes, they are in charge of getting it there. They're in charge of setting it up and having people sell it. That's true. But they still get a higher percentage after all of that than they would in WWE. They don't get 50% of their merchandise in WWE. No way. Mm-mm. They get well over 50% of their merchandise on the independents. I mean, they get 100% of it, but yes, they have to pay people to help set things up. They have to pay to have stuff look nice. They have to pay to have somebody sell it. So there is those costs. There's all those. There's always those invisible costs. <sighs> so moving on to more people that are missing, unless you have anything more to touch on that, Pasty. I went through it kind of no, quickly. No, I think, I think we did pretty all right. So, there's some more people that have been missing lately from TV. You may have noticed that Bray Wyatt, Bo Dallas, and JoJo have all been off TV for a couple weeks now. Um, Some people maybe didn't notice Bray Wyatt was gone because he's been in taped vignettes, but those are pre-taped. He has not been making the rounds. He has not been in house shows. He has not been at any of the Raws. Neither is Bo Dallas. Neither is JoJo. Some of y'all might not know, but there is a connection between those three. Bray Wyatt and Bo Dallas are, in fact, brothers. They are the sons of Mike Rotunda, who was IRS and uh, and wrestling for, for many years. Uh, AWA, NWA, WCW, WWE. He was everywhere. But I think most known to most common fans is IRS, part of Money, Inc. with the Million Dollar Man. It was... It was... It was... Um, it was, all I can say is it was. <laughs> it was reported through WrestleVotes' Twitter account, which was the same account that reported Neville's walkout and Nia Jax's absence. So they've been pretty on the ball with some of these rumors about things being pretty pretty true. Uh, they confirmed details posted by um, Justin Labar, who I think we all know he used to work for uh, WrestleZone.com. Now he's doing his own thing, Trib Live. Uh, P- PWV wrote on the subject. Um, no, wait, I- I'm getting ahead of myself. What they, <laughs> I'm missing something in my news. Anyways, what they, what they had said is they came out and said that all three of them had viral meningitis. Uh, meningitis can be a very serious, um, deal. I believe meningitis was the reason Brock Lesnar had to quit UFC 
uh, in his first run while he was champion. I might be making that up, but that 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 clicks in my head. That that's what um, almost killed the the beast, almost slayed the yeah. beast. And uh, let's be honest, Bo Dallas is no Brock Lesnar. <laughs> Anyways, it was reported that those three had had um, meningitis. Of course, oh, I didn't say the connection JoJo has. Bray Wyatt and JoJo are dating. Um, they broke up Bray and his wife's marriage because he was sleeping with her while he was married with his wife, and she found out. Um, we reported it here on Beef Sticks quite a while ago. <clears throat> so anyways, um, right away I just picture a big old threesome with JoJo and Bo Dallas and Bray Wyatt dressed up as Sister Abigail. I just... In a swamp somewhere. Yep, I, that's what I picture. I picture the three of them going <laughs> at it in a big old incestuous cross-dressing th- interracial three-way. That's a fucking search Sounds for you to put in your porn fucking research engine. <laughs> I'm going to look that up after this show. You know what? I'll find a time for you to start talking for a while, and I'm going to look that up. Incestuous cross-dressing interracial threesome. There's, you know what, there's probably thousands of videos is the sad part. Right, right. <laughs> if you can think of it, it's been done. <laughs> yep. So is Bray Wyatt going to be cleared to wrestle for TLC even? Well, let, let, me, be pretty let, me, bad. let me go on. So, Pro Wrestling Votes on their Twitter account um, responded to people asking, you know, if, is there more infected? And they said, I apologize in advance to those looking for further info as to what illness, who the others are, but that's personal, personal information. I won't go there. Um, so Jojo's mother responded to the post and she said, so the other names are personal info. However, you mentioned Bo Bray and Jojo. Are they not qualified for personal info? Which fucking makes a lot of sense. <laughs> you name three people and then say, can't tell you anybody else. That's personal. Why the fuck would this be public? But right. I think that's a way of them saying they don't know anybody else. They'll spill out their guts. They'll say anything. But um, her mother did say, FYI, Jojo is not ill. She didn't say anything else on the illness matter. She just said Jojo is not ill. In regards to Jojo and Bray Wyatt, PW Insider, which is also a very reputable source, is reporting that Bo Dallas is the one who is ill, but Bray and Jojo have been kept home as a precautionary measure due to their relationship with Bo. Um, Wyatt is still scheduled to face Finn Balor at the WWE TLC pay-per-view this Sunday in Minneapolis. So that makes sense. Like I said, meningitis isn't anything to fucking sneeze at. It's... It's a pretty bad disease. So I can understand them just kind of being like, you know what? We can tape Bray's stuff. Nobody's going to no- notice JoJo is missing. Because I didn't. I noticed I seen more of um, oh, uh, Renee Young. I did know. I was like, hey, I'm seeing a lot of Renee Young. But I really didn't notice JoJo was missing. Um, Bo Dallas, I noticed was missing. A lot of people may not have. Um. By the way, did you notice the huge Curtis Axel chant that was going on this yep. last Monday? They were yep. loving it. And that was before anything about him was talked about. Like, that was just when he's sitting in the ring. <laughs> and Miz was even like, yeah, take it. I agree. I was, that was awesome. I hope I hope the writers are listening to this stuff. I hope they're paying attention. Like, 
Hey, like Stephanie McMahon said, we're always listening to the fan and changing things up to make them happy. I want to see Curtis Axel as an icy champ. Just saying. There you go. So, um, there you go. Those three are out uh, for personal reasons. That's what I got from that. You got anything more? Pasty. No, because I never heard they were out with meningitis or any kind of illness. And I just figured Bray Wyatt was around because of the pre-tapes. And not really going to notice if JoJo's not because they're two different shows and multiple ring announcers. And I know, but that's going to notice. God, that ass. I, I maybe don't yeah, notice don't when show she's it. not there, but I notice when she is there. <laughs> Let me just say that. Um, by the way, talking on uh, Sister Abigail... Wasn't that a really shitty effect when they changed to a pumpkin baller earlier? Yeah. Like they did it. I feel for the people that were actually there in attendance. That's my first thought too. Yeah. (laughs) He's standing in the middle of the ring cutting a promo. And then they cut to obviously a pre-recorded close-up of his face. That would have to be over Bray Wyatt's face. It's like... (laughs) Yeah, so I, so I'm also wondering. Like, I want to find video footage. You know, people had to have been recording on their phones. So, did Finn just stand there until it was over? Did he run away quickly? Did he walk down <laughs> the aisle, you know, slowly as it was going on? Like, what did he do? That had to be awkward for him. Right. Yeah, that was dumb. They should have not <laughs> did that at they all. They should have had him cut his promo and later on play that promo where he was already right. doing a backstage. You know, thing. I don't know. I don't know. Moving on. Um, some sad news, just for the way that they view the WWE title, and, and we keep talking about how they don't care about the WWE title. Jinder Mahal called out the beast, Brock Lesnar, this past Tuesday, SmackDown Live. And uh, he challenged him to a match. Uh, champion versus champion at Survivor Series. Lesnar is expected to respond to the modern-day Maharaja's challenge on Raw next week. And per a report from the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, WWE officials have discussed doing a champion versus champion match for some time. That would be WWE champion versus Universal champion. What what gets to the sad part? It is not, however, can, according to according to the Wrestling Observer newsletter, to backstage officials, it is not, however, considered to be a major match. This will simply give yeah. Lesnar the opportunity to be on a major show and set something up bigger down the road. So this this world champ, you know, WWE champion versus Universal champion, which they should I want be to see equal, this match on the pre-show. It's considered not a major match, and they're just doing it to set something up bigger for Brock. It shows you that even they think, uh, either they think the the belt is a joke, or they think Ginger's a joke, or both. And folks, don't forget we have two. Days of taping in India to thank for this whole Jinder Mahal fucking run. Mm-hmm. Two days of taping in India is what this is all for. We'll get through it, folks. We've got through a lot worse. We'll get through this. <laughs> Some positive news. 
WWE Hall of Famer Shawn Michaels is going to serve as a special guest referee for an NXT Championship match during Survivor Series weekend. Drew McIntyre will defend his title against Adam Cole with HBK as the special referee. The bad news is it's on Friday night, November 17th. It is not going to be at the takeover and it is not going to air on the network. So, unless you're going to be there, you don't get to see it. It's a non-televised show. Takes place the night before NXT TakeOver War Games. Why would they do that, you say? Well, we say that WWE is, um, I don't want to use the P word because it's too soon. They're, they're, they're sad, small little people. Shallow. They're shallow. There you go. So uh, why would they do this? Well, it's worth noting that Ring of Honor will be holding a show in San Antonio that night as well. Of course. It just seems, you know, with the whole Starcade going on during Wrestlecade and them doing this, and they can say that they don't do things, that they don't go out of the way just to screw with other people. Yes, yes, they do. Yes, they do. <laughs> this can't all be fucking coincidence. It can't. It can't all be coincidence. It can't. They, they try to distract you with the fact that Kane's back for a week and a half. Right? <laughs> yeah, they do that. Hey, speaking of that, we saw makes Kane. me worry. Makes me worry about his campaign. I'm worried he's not going to get elected because he's already back well, being th- Kane. As you said, this, in, this in, Monday in a on... situation that didn't even really call for a Kane. You know what I mean? As you said, this Monday on, on Raw, former WWE champion Kane made his return to TV, and he interfered in Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman's steel cage match main event. He assisted the monster among men's in picking up a victory. As a result, Kane is now going to join the team of Strowman, The Miz, and The Bar to take on The Shield at TLC. The belief on Kane's return is that it'll only be for a very short period. WWE was very careful about keeping his return secret Monday night, with many of the talents backstage not even knowing he was in the building. Glenn Jacobs, who is Kane, is currently still in the midst of a campaign for mayor of Knox County, Tennessee in 2018. So he has till November to win or lose it. So um, sounds like, uh, like you and I discussed earlier, I think they painted themselves in a corner. I don't know if Dean Ambrose went off script when he said that, we'll take on three, four, five, six of y'all, I don't care. Or if somebody <laughs> wrote that and then Vince got a hard-on for it. But I don't think they had plans for Braun Strowman or Kane to join the bar in the Miz against the Shield. Right, it just it doesn't make sense. It's just dumb. Maybe the writers thought <laughs> the bar and the and um the bar and the Miz weren't big enough for the Shield, so they had to add to it. Oh, I don't know. Come on. But the bar and the Miz would be a great matchup with the Shield. They're they're three of the best wrestlers right now, best workers right now, putting on some of the best matches. Why not? Yeah. So and I don't know. Why did they make Cesaro cut a promo? With that fucking mouth guard in. Yeah. Oh my god, that was the stupid, stupidest decision ever. You know what the worst part is? A lot of people are going to hate me. The worst part is, for a second there, I thought we were listening to a Shinsuke Nakamura promo. <laughs> he uses mouth guard too, folks. Oops, I did the wrong one. 
<laughs> I did the rim shot, but first I did the uh, wrestling bell. <laughs> uh, yeah. I know people are going to hate me. I love Shinsuke Nakamura. Don't hate me, folks. I'm just I'm just joshing on the guy. I'm just joshing on him. I love Shinsuke Nakamura. Love him to death. I, I, I think he should take his mouthpiece out when he does his promo because he's not the best at English. It's not a bad thing. But he needs all the help he can get when it comes with uh, his promos like that. Uh, I'm going to go off topic just a little bit here, um, even though we are running out of time. Um, does WWE seem to have a hard-on for steel cages right now? It has to be because they're doing so shitty in the ratings. We had a Braun Strowman uh, Big Show steel cage match last month. We mm-hmm. had two Hell in a Cell matches just last week. We had a steel cage match uh, this Monday, and we're going to get uh, War Games here um, in two weeks. Like, that's a lot of steel cages all in a row. Right. Yeah, I think they're worried about them ratings, man. I think they're worried about them ratings. I think it's just the time of the year, you know? It's, it's October. The time of the year People for are cages. settling down. You can get more views... If you're putting out these extreme matches. I think it's ratings. I think they're scared. That's good. Um, the truth. In what, in what, um, one could say a runner up to Jerry of the week. So, you know, the Jerry of the week is a good one. Last week, we couldn't find one this week. They're coming out of the fucking woodworks. Tuesday night, WWE costume seamstress, Julie Youngberg had a heated Twitter exchange with Rebby Hardy after an odd comment that she had made on Twitter. Now, for those of y'all who follow Rebby Hardy or, or just know anything about it, she has some mad Twitter shit. Like, she loves to rant yeah, on Twitter. I, I I restrained myself, and I did not put the giant... There's a big thing between Rebby and this gal, Julie Youngberg, and I did not I did not transcribe all of that. But to tell you what happened, in response to a fan who wrote that they wanted to see Broken Matt join the main event of this weekend's Tables, Ladders, and Chairs chairs pay-per-view, which would see Broken Matt joining the Shield to take on The Bar, The Miz, Braun Strowman, and Kane, Youngbird wrote, she responded, I would love if the fifth man was Dead Matt. Oops, did I say that? Uh, Basically implying she wants to see one of the talents dead. One of the talents of a company she works for, she wants to see dead. Um, a talent who has a wife and children, uh, family and friends. She might say, why would she hate Matt Hardy so much? Well, she was previously married to Hardy friend Shannon Moore, who, as uh, Pasty White pointed out, was the original, um, um, what was it, Hardy Boy? The original MF-er. The original follower. MF-er. Um, you may know him. Uh, he was in WCW. He was one of the the standouts in their cruiserweight division. Uh, went on to TNA, um, where he got to show off his real side, and he was uh, tattooed and mohawked. He was part of Ink Ink, which was yes. Ink like I N K as in getting tattooed, and then Ink as in Incorporated I N C. And apparently, she has vented about Matt and Rebby before. Uh, Back in 2015, she accused them of hacking her social media accounts, stalking, slander, and more. She called them psychopaths, sad excuses for human beings, and accused them of trying to break up her marriage. She also made, and we're not going to talk about them here, folks, but she made some really nasty racial remarks about Matt and Rebby's eldest son, King Maxwell, being half black. So, Julie Youngberg, 
from myself, Pasty White, everybody in the uh, Beef Sticks family. Fuck you. Yeah, fuck you. fuck you. I don't care if you like Matt Hardy or not. There's wrestlers <laughs> I don't care for. I do not wish death on any of them. I don't even no. wish ill. I don't wish injuries. I don't wish illness on them. I might not want to see them on my TV, so maybe that takes a little away from their paycheck, <laughs> but I don't wish any ill on them or their family. <clears throat> and they and they work for the same dang company. So I think that's sad. I think it's just Yeah, pathetic. they should probably be released, eh? Eh? And what? Eh? She's just a fucking seamstress. Come on, it can't be that hard to find. I mean, they're going to be losing a bunch of names now anyway. They might as well cut some more of the fat. So, going from our runner-up for Jerry of the Week to the Jerry of the Week. Who's Jerry of the Week? Everybody's favorite treat. Who's the Jerry of the Week, Pasty White? Ladies and gentlemen, we have another two-time Jerry. Two-time Jerry in Roman Reigns. That's right, he's keeping up with Baron Corman. Corbin. Corman. Corman. It's the Corman's Fisherman. Uh, No, that's Gordon, isn't it? (laughs) I want to see Baron Corbin and Roman taking over Gordon's Fisherman's. Corman! (laughs) Roman Reigns, Baron Corbin, left a lucrative wrestling career to take over a failing fish stick franchise. This is the true tale of the Corman Fisherman. <laughs> I just I can just imagine a fucking documentary. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Sounds entertaining. I'd watch it. <laughs> Immediately following Schmee and Schmeagle's Schmisteries, Schmish Adventures. <laughs> oh, so... On a recent episode of the Inside Your Ropes uh, podcast, which aired on YouTube, or video show, or or audio show, or whatever you want to call it. It isn't video, but it's on YouTube. They don't have the shit like we got. You get to see us. They're just like, we got pictures and audio, y'all. Anyways, last (laughs) Thursday, Roman Reigns made some not-so-subtle digs at the Young Bucks and the Bullet Club. He said, and I quote, That's what we need. Guys who... And no offense to any of these guys, we don't need guys running around doing too sweet. And we don't need guys acting like they're DX from 15 years ago. We need original characters, guys who are them. I need Seth Rollins to be Seth Rollins. I need Kevin Owens to be Kevin Owens. I need Bray Wyatt to be Bray Wyatt. FYI, he's not fucking being Bray Wyatt. He's being Sister Abigail. He didn't say that. I just put that in, folks. Now I'm going to get back to what he said. We need original superstars who have no clue what was done 15, 20 years ago. And no disrespect of our history and our path, but we're trying to create something new here. Um, okay. So he's allowed yeah. his opinion. That's I will say that. Mouth in one statement. Yeah. And he, he's allowed his opinion. He is. Um, I'll let you say I'll let you say your piece on this, and then I have some some very well thought out. I sat and and and, and steamed on this. I was in my shower. I do a lot of thinking on my shower for my podcasts because there's not much else you can do there. You fondle your balls for only so long before the soap runs dry. So I was sitting there and I was I was steaming in the shower, literally because it's hot water, and then figuratively because I was upset. And I'm thinking of this shit in my head like this isn't right and this and this. So, anyways, you go ahead, pasty, say your piece on it before I go at him. Hold me back, dog. Hold me back. Okay. My, my first thought is, 
Okay, big boss man with your bulletproof vest. (laughs) (laughs) How about stealing the Undertaker's It's My Yard gimmick? Roman Reigns is far from original. They're trying to build him and push him like the hitman. (laughs) Yeah. And, yeah, I don't know. I don't got a lot to say about this because it it speaks for itself a lot. It, It speaks a lot of... And what about this? We need original superstars who have no clue what was done 15 to 20 years ago. No. The fuck are you thinking, man? No, you have to learn from 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 the history. You have to you have right. to take from what was done before. <clears throat> you don't have How to you exactly know copy where it? to go next if you <clears throat> don't know where it's already been. Right. That is the most naive and blind comment I think I've ever heard. And it pisses me off severely. And, okay, yeah, yeah, sorry. I'm stepping on your toes, buddy. Go right ahead. Okay. This wasn't even on my list. I just thought about this when you when you stated that. Because what you said is entirely true. <clears throat> Everyone who came before, you have Stone Cold Steve Austin, who was using the, the Luthez press because he loved Luthez. You have a lot of different guys. You have um, uh, Tyler Breeze. He uh, he he he, he um, modeled his style off of HBK, who was his trainer. Um, uh, Dolph Ziggler. Rick uh, Rick Flair. Rick yeah, Dolph Ziggler also. Rick Flair, who who some say is the most iconic wrestler in the world, maybe arguably Hulk Hogan and Cena or whatever. But anyways, you got Ric Flair, who everybody loves and everything. He admittedly says he stole his whole gimmick um, from from Buddy Rogers, from Nature Boy Buddy Rogers. Um, I mean, everybody. No, you you have to you have to respect your history, and there's no there's nothing wrong with emulating your history, as long as you're not, you know. Um, Fake Diesel, face, fake Razor. Yeah, that was stupid. That's not emulating. That's literally copying. Right. The Young Bucks aren't going out there and doing Razor's moves or doing Diesel's moves. Hell no, they're not. They're wrestling like nobody else out there today. They're 100% original. They're, they're doing things uh, unheard of. You know, they got a fucking Meltzer driver. They got a wrestling move named after Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer. Who else has a wrestling move named after a fucking reporter for wrestling news? Um, so, it's you know. It's a Sam Roberts prop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, that that's stupid. That That's my number one point, so now I'm going to change the rest. So, my, uh, my number two point, The Shield was just a copy of the original NWO. You might want to oh, yeah. argue me there, folks, but think about it this way. Maybe that's there, why Kevin Reigns is so butthurt. Maybe because... they didn't get to use the NWO moves, and these guys are, huh? So yeah. they, uh, they were three outsiders invading from a different company, but in this case it was a different brand, but this was before NXT was as popular either. So they were basically coming up from NXT. They were attacking. They would come through the crowd, dressed in black, and run roughshed over the roster immediately. That is the exact um, original NWO. Hall, Nash, and Hogan. If you just read that without reading The Shield, you would think that I was talking about the NWO. Third point, right. staying on The Shield, Roman 
up until they got back together now, up until this reunion, I know the reunion changes this statement, but up until this reunion, there was years in between when the S.H.I.E.L.D. broke up and the reunion, and Roman was the only former member of the S.H.I.E.L.D. who was still wearing the vest, still used the same music. It was like a little remix of the S.H.I.E.L.D. music, but it was the same S.H.I.E.L.D. music, just changed a little. I don't get where everybody says that either, because I heard that too when somebody was talking about making the S.H.I.E.L.D. on WWE 2K18, and you, they didn't have the S.H.I.E.L.D. music, but Roman Reigns' music it was kind of like the S.H.I.E.L.D. music. He said, I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Go back What's and listen different? to both of them on YouTube. It's, it's pretty much to. the same. It, I, I swear it's identical. It, well, it's, it's uh, okay. I, from my understanding, it's a little different, but I haven't gone back and listened to them. The only I difference thought you were is arguing, they don't spell S.H.I.E.L.D. at the beginning. That might be the only difference. I thought you were arguing it wasn't <laughs> similar to the old S.H.I.E.L.D. music, and I'm like, no way. No, no. It's, it's <laughs> the exact same thing. Okay, so he I, uses... I this, the fact that anybody would say it's a different or even changed... So there you go. Like I said, it's I, not all changed I feel... enough... <laughs> yeah, not changed enough to even notice. So he's still wearing a vest, still using the same music. He still uses the same finishers from when he was there. Um, Seth Rollins used the curb stomp. Now he's using um, the pedigree. Or now he's actually using the, uh, what are they, King, King, King Landing, King's Landing. Um, Ambrose, even though he's still, his move is still called Dirty Deeds, this is a different Dirty Deeds from the original that he had. Um I, I can't remember. Maybe Roman didn't do the drive-by in the shield. That might be new, but that's definitely not a finishing move of his. Um, although I really like his, I think the drive-by is my favorite move of his. I will say that. You get some yeah. points there, Roman. You get some points there. So that's number three. So I've already got three reasons. Number four, and I guess this kind of goes back to my original thing. Wrestling is full of repeated gimmicks and moves. Stone Cold Steve Austin, he was just a mix of the NWO guys and ECW Sandman. So the pop, the most popular thing in WCW and one of the most popular acts in ECW. Now, he got it over better than Sandman ever did. But that's it. And John Cena be only became the main event guy after he changed into I am a real American. You know, his his thugonomics wasn't getting him world title matches, it wasn't getting him WrestleMania main events. It was turning into Hulk Hogan. And don't even try to deny that hustle, loyalty, and respect is not a complete ripoff of train, say your prayers, take your vitamins. Right. The exact same thing. And I'm not shitting on Stone Cold for doing that. I'm not shitting on Cena for doing that. I'm not shitting on any of them. I'm not even shitting on Roman keeping the shield gimmick. Only one person could do it. They all could have went different, but he kept it, and that's fine. But then don't go out there and say these other people who are being innovative, who are making moves, who are arguably making the best money on the independence and proving that people who aren't happy in WWE can leave WWE. Don't go shitting on them just because they're more over than you fucking are. Right. You fucking Jerry. (laughs) You fucking Jerry. (sighs) I was ready for this one. I was worked up for this one. I've been worked up for a while. I've been worked up for days on this one. I was practicing that in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something, brother. It sucks because over the last handful of months, I started kind of like Roman, and this might have ruined all that progress for me. He's, you know what? In ring, he's getting better. Um, his promos go from getting better to getting worse. 
I but now he's that. back with the shield, so his promos don't fucking matter. Did you see when, they, talk when they came out there? They had him say like three words and then cut him off. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember what he said. Um, what did he say? <laughs> something like, you don't scare me or something. He was talking to Braun Strowman, I think. He's just yeah. something like, I'm, we're here or something. And then all of a sudden, Seth Rollins <laughs> grabbed it and started talking. Believe I that. Like, I was like, that's perfect. That's perfect. That's smart. That's not even a bad thing. That's working right. with each each person's um, gifts and, and hiding their weaknesses. Paul Heyman. I want to see in- them cut an old school shield promo backstage in a dark room. Right. Where they all like switch out in the triangle. That would be good. That would be good. Um. Um, so no, I'm, I'm happy they're doing the shield thing. And I, you know what? It's, it's going to get Roman cheered for as long as he's with the shield. But as soon as they break up, I, I, I fear he's going to go back. No, he's going to be back to, to being booed and people won't like him. And we know it's going to be broke up before, well before WrestleMania. So it's got a shelf life, obviously. The only, the only but, way this could come out good for Roman in the long term is if he's the one who breaks the turns shield. heel. Yeah, if he's the one that turns heel. I would actually love to see them amicably leave. Like, I'd love for them to do this thing because they need to right now, and then when they have no reason to stay together anymore, just kind of go their own ways. They don't even need a... You don't even need a segment where they do it. Just... Um, Open and come back and do it again sometime in the future. When yeah, just have, just have Roman... Start doing some more main event matches. Have Dean getting a feud with this guy. Have Rollins getting a feud with this guy. They don't have to split up. All they gotta do is take take a couple pages out of the book of uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> <laughs> That's really all it is. That, that is very or true. Because no, we no. all know Roman Reigns should have been the one to play Aquaman for the guy <laughs> they picked. Jesus Christ, I thought it was Roman Reigns. I'm like, oh, I didn't know Roman Reigns' real name was Jay Momoa. Speaking of that, <laughs> that that remind I don't, I don't know why that reminded me. <laughs> I don't know why that reminded me. But that was another thing I noticed. Um, when when the shield came down this Monday, I had completely forgot everybody used to have their hair a certain way, and uh, they yeah. had the slicked back kind of hair. And Dean and Seth don't do that anymore, except for they did Monday. Now that they're reunited. But Roman's hair is basically the same as it used to be. So he's basically the same fucking <laughs> S.H.I.E.L.D. character he always was. Yeah, he never changed. Decal. He's I like how little... he was the member of the S.H.I.E.L.D. who least wanted to get back together. And yet he held on to everything from the S.H.I.E.L.D. for all right? this time. Yeah. He should have been the first one to be like, we gotta get back together. <laughs> he probably was backstage. Like, dude, you guys gotta save me. For months, he's been begging them. He convinced, he convinced Vince to pull... Uh, Dean Ambrose over to over to Raw, right? So that they could do this because I can't stand the booze. <laughs> oh, he needs a little more of the booze. So, um, <laughs> without further ado, we're actually on time. This might lag a little Ow. bit, but, but we'll we'll try to keep it in in, in constricts of time. We got forty five minutes here. You know, this... even even with, but it's just our picks. Like even if it really came down to it, this could be over in three minutes. It could be. It won't be, but it could be. <laughs> it won't be. You're gonna know. get forty five minutes of us picking our noses. Actually, I don't know that I have a lot to say about anybody, so it might actually run short. I'm not sure. I hope not. Uh, so let's Why go does from... the headline say "Hell in a Cell" review? Uh, because I copy and pasted. It's uh, TLC. That's, that's why. Because I copy and pasted from last week's. <laughs> so it's TLC. Um, 
um, predictions. I think I literally said it on air. I think I said that to everybody. Let's go to Hell in a Cell review. I, I, I swear, I'm, I think I accidentally just said that to people. So thank you, Pasty, for, <laughs> for keeping us up to date and being our editor-in-chief. Uh, TLC predictions. I say like we do before, let's go from the bottom up, hit off the uh, bullshit matches first, and then get into the, uh, the the main meat and potatoes, so to say. Um, so the first thing, I don't even know. Maybe it's something that's on 205 Live and I haven't been following. Although I have been keeping up with NXT, folks, and it's been... Uh, Good to very good. It hasn't been great, but good to very good. Um, so the first thing it has here is Drew Gulak to present a WWE Cruiserweight Championship edition of his PowerPoint presentation. Has Drew Gulak been coming out and giving PowerPoint presentations during 205 Live? I haven't been watching, so Well, I I'll tell you what. If he has been, because so, this makes no sense to me. If he has been, I understand why they're losing viewers. Nobody turns into TV to watch a fucking PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> I've had to make them and give them, and it's not exciting for me, the person right. doing it. It sure as hell isn't exciting for viewers. Um, so I don't even know what we're supposed to say on that. I'm just gonna say fail. I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> right. I, I don't yeah. know what to say about it. I took this straight off of WWE's website. So this is this is the official WWE matches, and that's listed on their official WWE matches is um, PowerPoint presentation. So I guess technically there's three 205 live segments. Right. That's Holy that's shit. exciting. They're really pushing this 205 live. They're just trying to make Neville feel really bad for walking away. Like, look what we were about to do for you guys. Right? We were going to have you do PowerPoint, Neville, but now you're gone and Drew Gulak gets to do PowerPoint. <laughs> what the fucking shit is that? We downloaded Microsoft fucking Office and everything. Just for you. You're ungrateful, Neville. I want to see Neville fucking do a PowerPoint presentation back to WWE about... We're going to make you wear your Mighty Mouse costume while you did it. (laughs) Here it comes Uh, to save the day. (laughs) (laughs) It got over Andy Kaufman. Come on, Neville. You know it would have worked for you. The Mighty Mouse thing got Andy Kaufman over. (laughs) You know, it probably would have worked for him because I would have loved to see it. I just think it's the ears, man. The ears. If he wasn't a hobbit, Wait. he was a mouse. You have to do something with the ears. Dumbo, I guess. You gotta I wear a mouse costume with ears, too. I don't think he needs the ears. I think he needs, like, a pointy nose. And you could, like, color the ears black. But I don't think... Or gray or whatever. I don't think... I think he has the ears. He has them. He has ears like me. They just... They're flipping and a-flopping. Um, so, the kickoff show... Um. God, it's sad state of affairs when Sasha Banks is the kickoff show. Sasha Banks versus Alicia Fox. Uh, how the mighty have fallen. Poor Sasha. You know, we, we, we touched on this before the show, but man, with everybody who's unhappy and leaving and, and not working and everything, there's been reports of Sasha Banks not being... Actually, um, I listened to the podcast that she was on. Was it on... It was, I think it was Sam Roberts. You mentioned Sam Roberts earlier, where she had said 
Um, I don't know what they've been doing with me in the title. It's really frustrating. I don't know from one week to the next if I'm going to have the title or not. And this is after she had just won it. And she's like, I just hope that this time they do something with it and they don't drop it like they did before. And then she immediately lost the title again. Mm-hmm. So she's been expressing uh, um, unhappiness within the company. And she's another one that could go anywhere and make big money. Um, now, oh, yeah. the, indies, the indies have less spots for females. But there are plenty of female organizations, and there are organizations that would definitely highlight a female like her if they were to get her. You know, take into account also that her cousin Snoop Dogg, I'm sure he can get her parts in fucking B movies and throw her in some music videos and shit. Mm -hmm. You know, just fucking put her in a, you know, you don't need talent to make a song. She can probably go in a booth and just make some fucking songs. If Snoop Dogg's on one of the verses, it's going to sell. So be careful with what you got, WWE. Yeah, God, what's the, the cash me outside you? girl is like? She's raking in platinum. millions. Yeah, she's raking yeah. in millions. She's getting her own fucking uh, reality show now and everything. Did you see? Did you see the delegations, the race delegations for her? Do you remember no. you you used to watch Chappelle's show, right? Yeah. So there's a famous skit, a hilarious skit, where it was the uh, race draft. And, like, there was a delegation for the white people would come out and they claimed, like, I think they claimed, um, or no, I think the Asians ended up claiming uh, Tiger Woods. <laughs> no, the Asians claimed the Wu-Tang Clan. That's right. So I think the white people claimed right. Tiger Woods. And it was just, like, all the different races were trying to claim claim different people for themselves. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, she posted something about, you know, hey, you guys always dog on me, but I just signed a contract for a million dollars or multi-million dollars or whatever. How about that? And then, like, somebody responded on Twitter, as the delegation for the black community, we pass on her. She is not with us. <laughs> and he's like, we want the white people to step up and take their property. And then a white person was like, for the delegation of the white people, we do not accept her. I think the Mexicans <laughs> should take this one. And then fucking Jose went out there and he was like, as the Mexicans, we denounce her as a Mexican. The Asians need to take one for the team. And then the Asians were <laughs> some Asian dude. He's like, as a delegation for the Asians, I think the Middle Easterns have to pick this one up. And then there was a Muslim guy on there, like Mohammed or something, and he's like, as a delegation for the Middle Eastern, I think the aliens need to take this one. And then some random alien Twitter or something was like, as a delegation for the aliens, we do not accept her. And he passed, I think, I don't remember who he passed it on to, but it's like they were just all just fucking passing her down. (laughs) Nobody wants to claim you, even if you are multi-millions. Sorry, we went way off topic there, but I, I was just laughing as I kept each delegation fucking knocking them. See, yeah, Sasha, just... you should just leave. You could be the next Cash Me Outside girl. How about that? Oh, uh, how you about I, that? You and I are both going. I don't think there's honestly, though, on the line. at this point in the game, I think with how saturated the rosters are and how the right people aren't getting pushes, I think any superstar that wants to leave should just be allowed to go. It'd be good for both parties. It opens up new spots. As much as I don't want to see the talent fresh, go. Yeah, it allows yeah, fresh yeah, storylines. If, if you're unhappy, you can go. You are a free agent. That's the way it should be. Which, by the way, unhappy uh, people and, and, and fresh fucking angles and shit. I'm so loving Sami Zayn in this heel role. Fuck. Yes. His, his, his promo was just the tits on Raw. I mean, it was the tits. It was like the tits. God, I love it. I'm really excited for Shane to come back next week. Yeah, this is going to be good. Try it. It's going to be fun. 
It's going to be good. I I'm it. really hoping Shane pulls some strings and gets Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Um, where did How I... Insane would that be? Where did How I miss something? God, do I... I missed, um... I'm not even going to be able to... Do, 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 do. Oh! Here it is. Actually, I have it up. So there's a, a Twitter thing called WWE Creative Humor. <clears throat> it's not officially with WWE. It's just their own thing, and they talk about WWE stuff. <clears throat> um, and uh, Sami Zayn... They were quoting Sami Zayn, who said, I'm still an in-ring performer. Daniel Bryan, you're not anymore. Until September. (laughs) And uh, for those of you who don't know, next September, Daniel Bryan's contract runs up with WWE, and he would be able to uh, either renew a contract or leave and wrestle somewhere. And Daniel Bryan actually responded to it, saying, some things are best left unsaid with a cool shades emoji guy. (laughs) <laughs> so, you know, the fact that he's, resp- I mean, he could just be toying with all of us. He keeps dropping hints that he wants to leave. And I'm sure he wants to. Um, I think the bottom line is going to be the money. He doesn't uh, want to leave. He wants to wrestle. He wants to that's wrestle. Right. There you go. That That's correct. You're correct. And, and, and if WWE you, won't let him do it. WWE, but if he can't, he'll wrestle wherever he can. So I'd um, be the same fucking way. So there you go. Um, Alicia Fox, Sasha Banks, I'm, I'm going with the boss. Um, although with the way yeah. things are going, they've been burying Sasha and they seem to be trying to do something with Alicia. I haven't figured out what it is yet. Um, but they've been trying to do something with her. I, I hate to say I wouldn't be surprised if she won, but if they're smart and, and I think the, the smart money goes to Sasha Banks, she still has so much to do. You don't want to damage her because even if you're not going to do anything with her, you can use her to elevate all your bigger stars anyways. And after the Nia Jax thing, you'd think they'd be a little nervous and give the superstars who really deserve it what they want for once. You would think so. Although now that you say that, and I didn't even think about this, because believe it or not, I, I don't really um, pay attention to races and shit. They got a pretty good uh, they got a pretty good mix of uh, races in the women's roster right now. When you think about the three people we just talked about, Nia, Sasha, and Alicia Fox are all African-American. That's uh, quite a change from the Attitude Era, all all white blonde bitches except for the one muscular black Southern gal. Right. And Asuka's about to And we got, yeah, I was going to say, we got Asuka, and we got, uh, I mean, you can, Emma, she's Australian, I guess you can call that white, but that's different. Good for them. Good for them. I think the whole roster is getting better. Um, they're not giving any championships to these to these folks, but you know, the roster itself is getting better. I'm to the point where I don't want Bliss to hold the championship anymore. It's time to change it. I love her. I don't care what she does. I don't care what she does. Keep it. Trade it. She's she's great at chasing. She doesn't need it at this point in her career. She's at right. she's at that point where the John Cena point or the the point where she doesn't need it. It's yeah. good for her. Yeah, and it's no, good right for her now, I feel right like now. we're at the point where we were a year ago with Charlotte Flair. Like, okay, that's yeah. enough. Let somebody else play with it. She's a made woman, and as long as they don't completely fucking drop her when she drops it, she's still going to be a main eventer with her without the title, even without being in the the title chase. All right, I guess we left it at that. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm Stan Banks. Um, Banks. Good, 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 good. So we both got Sasha Banks on that. 
Uh, we got a match I didn't know was happening until I copy and pasted it from uh, WWE.com. Cedric Alexander and Rich Swan versus Gentleman Jack Gallagher, the villain, versus the Brian Kendrick. I call him the villain because he has Marty Skrull's umbrella. <laughs> um, uh, uh, interesting team here. I don't know where this came from. <laughs> After I just praised WWE uh, for them having uh, a good mix. Um, I feel like Alexander and Swan were put together because they were the two black guys. Right. Was, was there a reason they were put together? I don't know. I'm not watching 205 Live, but WWE tends to do that a lot. Fucking the NXT. What is it? Um, the new fucking JTG and Chad Gasper. The, we got two black guys, so we're going to make them thugs. Um, who is it? It's 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 a nobody. It's somebody who who's been delegated off of the main roster down to NXT and then somebody else. And it's just the same horrible gimmick. We're street thug. We do thug stuff. (laughs) Anyways, um, don't like that. Um, So one thing I want to say here, Cedric Alexander, I feel is super overrated. Everybody loves him. When there was the the, um, cruiserweight uh, classic, after his match, people were chanting, please sign him please sign him or something. You know, they were, they were chanting to sign him and everything. And, and triple H came out and shook his hand and everything. I, uh, his time in ring of honor, he was in uh CNC express. Um, it was Cedric Alexander and Caprice Coleman. I didn't care for that tag team. I didn't care from solo. I think he's just overrated opposite side of that coin. I think rich Swan is one of the most talented people on the two Oh five live roster. I think he's got the fucking charisma. He's got the mic skills. He's got that handsome look and he's super talented. So you, so I'm, I'm, I'm kind of stuck there. You got gentleman, Jack Gallagher and the Brian Kendrick. Um, I like gentleman, Jack Gallagher's image, his gimmick, even though he stole he's the umbrella a now. from, Brian from Marty Skrull. into a bad guy. And, um, I didn't know that, but he works well as a heel. He's that pompous um, uh, English guy, just like, uh, right. just just like, um, <clears throat> uh, fuck, just the, the taking the umbrella away from Marty Skrull. Could be. I can't even think of the commissioner of NXT's name right now, but just like him, he does a really good pompous uh, English gentleman. Who the hell is the commissioner of NXT? William Regal. Thank William you, William Regal. <laughs> yeah, he's um, a man. <laughs> Uh, why do you always like everybody's worst gimmicks <laughs> it's great it's great uh it was great i will give you that it's probably his worst gimmick but it was it was catchy <clears throat> let's take this this very british guy and turn him into an all-american lumberjack he's american what he is he's american um, I'm going to go with uh, Brian Kendrick and Gentleman Jack Gallagher. I like the heels winning. I like both of them. I'm not a big Cedric Alexander fan. And uh, you picked Alexander and Swan, I guess. So <laughs> I like Rich Swan. I love Rich Swan. I want him to win. He, I want him to come up to the main roster and, like, push Xavier out of New Day or something like that. Because that'd be amazing. And I know Swan and Xavier would have a hell of a rivalry. Fuck yeah. So you're a swan guy also, huh? <clears throat> yes, indeed. I love him. <clears throat> Just not sold on Cedric Alexander. He hasn't proved it to me. Maybe he's making moves down in 205 Live now, but um, 
the Cruiserweight Classic, and when I was watching 205 Live, he didn't he didn't win me over. Not saying he pushed me away anymore, but he didn't win me over. The thing I'm not liking is this is TLC, and I'm only seeing one stipulation match. Um, not only that, what is there only one, two, uh, there's only two championship matches. Yeah. And, um, the way that WWE <clears throat> has been booking those two, you'd say two of the lesser ones. I don't want to say they're lesser, but it, it would seem that way. Next, we have Asuka versus Emma. Emma won the chance to face Asuka versus, um, a who's who of women, um, Nia Jax and Bailey and um, Sasha <clears throat> Sasha Banks, and, yeah, and Alicia Fox, right? Yeah, yeah. So she beat some really, um, and she didn't beat. Don't get me wrong. Everybody else eliminated everybody else, and she came in for the kill. I don't remember how she did it, but um, surprised me, surprised the shit out of me. I did not see her being the one to do it. I think she eliminated Sasha last, wasn't it? Yeah. She used the tights or she uh, put her feet on the rope or something. She did it, you know. Bailey was the first out. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I was I was surprised about that. I'm Eliminated! She's another one that just, she'd be just fine leaving. Yeah. She was she was doing just fine on the independence beforehand. Um, she'll do just fine now. Um, I'm, I think it's obvious, but I'll say it. I'm going Oscar. Yeah. I'm or it say... ends in a DQ because, uh, well, Bliss has a match later. But uh, I'm saying it could end in a DQ because of some outside interference. Do I want to? Let's see. You and I got a lot of the same so far, right? <clears throat> yeah. Uh, one, actually, no, just two of the same out of three. <laughs> I guess it's not. <clears throat> I, I won't. I, I'm going to well, say... It is the majority. I, I think it's going to be a squash match. I was going to say Asuka in less than a minute <clears throat> because they got, um, they've got to fix, fit the five-on-three handicap match, and they've already got, actually, quite a few people on here. Believe. What do we got? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven main roster matches. If it's going to be a squad match, this match should come just before the main event, and the women's championship should be earlier in the night. That's my opinion. We got six. That's not much. Um, I would agree. <clears throat> I would agree if this is a squad. And, and that's good because it builds up Asuka coming up. The only thing is, I I do agree with you, but I'd hate to see I hate to see Asuka um, delegated to the potty break spot. So I'm going to say I'd rather have the, um, the ta- 205 tag team in that spot. Plus, you don't want too quick of a match in the potty break spot because you want people to be able to have their potty break and you want, you know, the the competitors to get ready, the main event competitors to get ready. But, um... <clears throat> well, then you can't say or win by DQ for bonus points. If you're going to go with the bonus points, you have to say Asuka by DQ. Or are you going to say she loses? No, win by DQ? Oh, yeah, they're not going to come out and beat up Emma. They're going to come out and beat up Asuka. Or Emma could do something nefarious to hit Asuka with something. But Yeah. All right, well, then, if you're going to do that, so you get points if Asuka wins, even if it's not by DQ. You just want bonus points if she wins by DQ? 
Yeah. Then I'm going to go in less than two minutes. I'll give him two minutes for bonus points. We both got a little extra, got a both got an extra point on there. That's okay. Because I think it's going to be a squash. I just don't know what counts as a squash nowadays. I would say one or two minutes tops. But she could be getting her ass beat for a long time and do it. I just, just don't waste Asuka. WWE, please, just don't fucking waste Asuka. And if you're smart, you keep her undefeated streak going from NXT. And if you're smart, do it for a year. Have her lose it like on on the like TLC next year. Like have it be a big thing. Well, they've already got the streak with with uh, um with Nia uh, uh no with uh, no Oscar. Yeah, she's the only one I know of with a streak. Yeah. So keep the streak going. God, do it at least for a few months. Give us that. Um, so, um, we all know, okay, uh, next up is WWE Cruiserweight title, uh, Kalisto versus Enzo Amore. Now, we all know Kalisto is one of the best promo guys in the world. Uh, I remember a while back when he was like, <laughs> I'm going to go out there and uh, do my lucha thing, or do good lucha thing. Ah, fuck. Or no, he's, what does he say? Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. Something like that. Ah, oh, shit. Just, yeah. He totally screwed, totally fucked up the promo. So and anyways, then runs away. They, uh, yeah, just dipped off in the middle of it. So they let him speak on Monday night. I don't know if you caught this, Pasty. They let him speak on Monday night. I don't know why they let him speak on Monday night, but they did. And he didn't embarrass himself that bad, but at the end he was like, and Sunday night I am walking out the new cruiserweight champion. It's like, well, dude, you have it now. I mean, yeah, you're well, new-ish. He's still the new cruiserweight champion. <laughs> you're new-ish, but, I mean, <laughs> come on. You're, you're the retaining <laughs> cruiserweight champion. <laughs> I just thought that was comical. I got a, I got a shit on Kalisto. Amazing talent in the ring. I love him. The Salida del Sol is one of the most beautiful moves, and we've seen him do it in some really crazy, risky ways. Um, he's he is he's what they wanted with Sin Cara. He is the modern day uh, Rey Mysterio, and then some. Um, which by I liked the way, how they brought Sin Cara back <laughs> on the main roster yeah. after they brought Kalisto in. They're like, oh. We forgot about you, homie. Sorry. Yeah, that dude's just been sitting around on his couch for fucking a year. Um, but no, I thought that was cute. I'm going to go Enzo Amore. He wasn't supposed to lose it to begin with. They freaked out. They did something with it. And um, I think I think him being the heel champ just works really well. And I don't mind Kalisto chasing, but I think Enzo works as a cocky heel champ better than he would a cocky heel chaser. Yeah. So I'm going to go Enzo Amore, the realest guy in the room. I would like Enzo to win. I just think that they're going to least it. So you got Kalisto. So we're mixing it up a little bit here. We're mixing it up. <clears throat> we're mixing it up. We're mixing it up. 
So next on our list, we have the Demon Bray Wyatt versus Sister Abigail. <laughs> uh, the Demon Finn Balor versus Sister Abigail Bray Wyatt. Did I mix their names up for a second? That's all right. They're pretty. Versus great cross-dressing biker. Yeah, they're, they're pretty interchangeable at this point to begin with. Um, you know, when when he was cutting that promo, I said, I even think I said out loud, I was talking to my dogs because nobody else fucking loves me. But I was talking to my dogs and I said, you know what? They should really give him some new demon paint with this new Sister Abigail gimmick that Bray's doing. And that way it's not the same demon who's already faced him. Right. And then they cut to this fucking Pumpkin King shit. And it's like, you know what? It might end up being cool. But folks, if you've seen the thumbnail Halloween. for Yeah, if you've seen the thumbnail for our show, that's what his paint job looks like. It looks I mean it looks very um to me it looked like gold dust, but you replaced the gold with orange. Mm-hmm. Uh he's got Orange fragments is what they call it. For anybody who 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 watched Prince Fergal Devitt before he joined the WWE? Yes, folks. The Finn amazing Balor's... he went yeah. through. Finn Balor's real name is Fergal. He's had some of the best body paint ever, and I know at that time it was all copyrighted stuff. He did a lot of comic book stuff. He did a lot of Marvel and DC stuff, but he doesn't have to do that. But he could still switch it up a little bit. The the demon, the demon itself, is a direct take from carnage spider-man's carnage no venom carnage it's usually black it's not really red he's done carnage carnage is red yeah i'm saying and and ballard's paint isn't red all the time it's always red the inside of the mouth is black well anyways venom or carnage they're they're very similar caricatures which by the way um Marvel, that movie's going to be the shit. No, fuck that. Fuck that. It's going to be nothing compared to this. Marvel Comics just announced they are doing a um they're doing a a Venom Venom X storyline. So basically what it is is in the Venom the current Venom storyline, Venom has found these um these aliens that are that I forget what they're called here cuz I don't read comics and I'd love to. Um but they 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 found a way to work with the the venom alien symbiote uh, um, creatures the, the the venom creatures basically, and um, so they've started taking over and they're so fucking powerful that venom had to go to to alternate realities and recruit venoms from all these other alternate realities just to to try to fight these people these these creatures these things. Well, anyways. He's, he's having a hard time beating them. all the Venoms. And a lot of Venoms died in this plight. Like, I mean, Venoms are left and fucking right. And um, so now, apparently they're going to start a, 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 a knockoff of that storyline. And uh, they're going to have him bring in other alternate reality X-Men characters. Um, it's called Poison nice. X. That's what it's called. It's called Poison X. And they're all going to um, have Venom symbiotes. So um, Poison X is a six-part crossover that'll have Venom team with a time-displaced five X-Men, Jean Grey, Cyclops, Iceman, Beast, and Angel, 
and the son of Wolverine from the Ultimate Universe, Jimmy Hudson, to battle poisons. That's what the, the things are called, poisons. Um, it just, it looks and sounds like it's going to be fucking awesome. And I, I don't read comics anymore. But I might have to, if they put this out in a graphic novel soon, I might have to get this one because it just, I'm excited for this. It's going to be. Have you the, even heard of the Venom and Carnage movie? Yeah, yeah. Whoa. There was even, um, there was even, uh, um, it's going to be a rated R horror film style. No, it's, and it's, it's going to have references to Spider-Man shit. It's going to tie into the series or whatever. Yeah, it's going to be... No, it is going to be super awesome. I was just... I literally just heard about this today, and I and I, I, uh, I, I came a little in my pants when I was reading about it. So did you ever... I just got excited. Did you ever check this. out the uh, Marvel Zombies? Um, I, I've read up on it. I did not read... The, the whole I read event. a good like, I didn't chunk read of it. I didn't read event. the whole graphic novel, but I, I've checked out a good chunk of it. That's some pretty good shit, too. It looked pretty intensive, and the stuff I read about it was good. Uh, God, that's how, that's how boring fucking Finn Balor and Bray Wyatt have gotten us. <laughs> we're talking about so fucking bad. Marvel movies and, and Marvel comics instead of talking about this match. And- that, that Finn, allegedly on paper should be Stop coming out and acknowledging your Balor Club. Stop it. It's my Balor Club. My Balor Club. Yeah, if these motherfuckers can't too sweet, you can't Balor Club. Yeah, Taco, I didn't even put that on my <laughs> list of reasons. They blatantly ripped off the Bullet Club for the Balor Club. <coughs> and you got AJ fucking they doing two sweets and shit. That'd be so great if Bullet Club decided to sue for that. It's liable, fucking damn it! It's liable. I'm sure. I'm sure Finn would side with the book club. He'd be like, "Yeah, yeah, this was theirs, and we took it for our own use." Uh, <laughs> if he's smart, he's siding with he's siding with whoever pays his fucking check. But <laughs> but yes, well, I if agree. you want to, if I you want to change, you can stand up against the power at some point. I think he personally would feel that way. Yes, I think they all would. Add fucking um. Doc and, and, and fucking Carl Anderson to the list of people yeah. that could be walking out at any fucking time. They made good money AJ in New Japan. Wouldn't walk out, but he could what? be right there with them too. Who, AJ? Yeah, he's not in the argument. He was he, using the club, you know what I mean? He could, but he's not going anywhere because he's in a good position. He shouldn't. But fucking you got, you got Doc and Machine Gun sitting there with fucking Elias Sampson singing a goddamn song on this fucking uh, Monday Night Raw or fucking SmackDown or whatever the f- on SmackDown it is. They're sitting out there with Elias Sampson fucking singing a song on SmackDown. The look on their two faces were just like, what the fuck has happened? And, you know, I listen to interviews of theirs, and I, anytime they're on a podcast, I watch it, man. Talking Shop, definitely. Talking Shop. I, I fucking love it. Um... And they always sound like they're having fun. I know they loved doing the the um, the uh, uh, um. Why can't I think of the promotion? The YouTube promotion. You know what I'm talking about, Pasty. The YouTube promotion. Right. Yeah, Southpaw. I know they love doing Southpaw regional wrestling, and I know they have a lot of fun with the guys in the back and everything. But they have to be feeling stifled as as artists as wrestlers 
They're not doing shit. Yeah, yeah they are a lot better than they're being allowed to be. So I can I mean, see as, them as leaving. character actors. And they can make good money outside. I mean, they were making good money in New Japan. <laughs> so, but anyways, who are you picking up in this match? <laughs> I'm going to go, I'm going to say the Pumpkin King. Um, I, You know what, either one, at this point, neither one can afford to lose. That's the saddest part right now. They're both just getting buried and buried and buried. Right. Um, I, I don't think either one can afford to lose. If one... What if it ends in a no contest, like they like warp each other to some other dimension and disappear? Some fucking uh, broken Mad Hardy shit, man. I'd love it. <laughs> I I just I don't know. Maybe what a table gets pulled this. out. You know what I mean? It is TLC, and I feel like stipulations are just going to be added last minute to some of these matches. I hope because so. usually hope they have a table match, a ladders match, and a chairs match, and then a TLC match. Right. And whatever happened to tables, ladders, chairs, and stairs? WWE. No. <laughs> this last minute booking shit is killing them. I think is what it is. It is. Is there anything, I mean, if you, you look at it, other than maybe um, Finn Balor versus Bray Wyatt, is there anything on there that... That I need to see? No, not really. Well, that too, but that, that requires a stipulation. You know, you, you hate to just throw stipulations in because you're obligated. So let's say, you know, like, like last week, um, we talked about how both the Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon match... And the New Day Usos match, they really built it up to where you're like, okay, I can I can believe that they want to settle this in Hell in a Cell. Both of those. Right. Other than I gotta say, here's how I would do this though. Even the Shield match, the Cruiserweight Championship it. would be your ladder match. Yeah, yeah. The definitely. women's match would be a table match because Mickey okay. James and tables and old school feelings. And then I wouldn't call Bray and and Balor. A chairs match, but I would say definitely make it a hardcore match. And you could call it a stairs match. In a, in a chairs match, you can use tables and ladders anyways. <laughs> For that matter, in a tables match, you can use chairs and ladders. Right. <laughs> in a street fight, you can use tables and ladders and chairs. I, but but I'm it's saying... It's a gimmick. But I hear you. There's a way to paint this pay-per-view with stipulations and make it look right. I hear you. Alexa Bliss, Mickey James, um, those two could put on a good tables match. If, if, if they can put the other one through a table. I would have had them in the ladder match originally, and then I looked at the cruise match, and I'm like, Enzo could win it that way. Yeah, I, and, and you know what? You don't need a bunch of high spots for a ladder match. And Kalisto could do some of the more higher spots and Enzo could take like one big bump. Yeah. Enzo doesn't have to be flipping off ladders to have a good ladder match. He can be the one who uses it on the ground as a weapon. He can be the one throwing it at Kalisto. He can be the one ramming him with it. He can be the one setting it up in the corner and throwing Kalisto. Doing the tricky shit, you know, the tricky heel shit. And Kalisto can do the Salida del Sol on the ladder. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So they could definitely do a ladder match. I, yeah, I don't understand why there's only one TLC match, and then, if, and that's fine with one TLC match, but then you have other, like you said, gimmicky matches. You have a PowerPoint. It's the sandwich of the show. Well, you have a to have a PowerPoint presentation. You have to have that. That's a TLC staple. That's that's a <laughs> TLC staple from back in the original NWA Starcade. TLC. TLC. Tables, ladders, chairs, and PowerPoints. <laughs> Um, I'm going with the Pumpkin King, Finn Balor. 
Gotta go with my girl, Bray. I'm just really curious to see what they do with her. We haven't seen her outside of vignettes. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, and, I feel like he should have been on Raw the whole, on Monday in character. And Finn should have been on the screen doing the thing with the changing face. He couldn't That's be on what it Raw because of meningitis. Yeah, but I swear to God he was announced for Raw last week. He probably was. Sister Abigail be here next week. Dude, how long did they fucking announce um, Pulp Fiction, fucking Pulp Fashion? And we waited three weeks <laughs> right. for it, and then they still didn't um, reveal who the people were. Well, it, no, because the Ascension got it. It's got to be the Bludgeon Brothers 2B, the case of 2B. Which, by the I way... Liked, I liked that segment so much. I loved it. I loved it. It's I, I love everything the Fashion Files does. Um, so two things. I don't know that I, I like... want them to keep the ascension in this zany, demented state too. It's it actually working for them. It gives like them something. they can't not monster heels. They could be. They'd be better monster heels with this gimmick. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like I said. It's something for them. At least they're on TV. I like that. Um. So the Bludgeon Brothers. I don't know that I like the name, but I love the word bludgeon. So I might come to love the name Bludgeon Brothers. Right. Because I do love that word. I just don't know I like it the name. It kind of uh, threw me for a loop when he was wearing the sheet mask again. I'm like, oh, so they're the Wyatt family Bludgeon Brothers. Was I the only one who thought and he was going to smash it up. with his mallet? Right. He put it but on they just said it there, stump. and then it zoomed in on the mask. Yeah. So are, he, are they still are they still claiming the Wyatt flag? I don't know, but then he like put the hammer back like that, and I thought he was going to smash that, and I thought Harper was going to, and he didn't, and then Rowan started to do it, and I was like, he's going to smash the mask, and then he didn't, and I was like, well, I don't get with the mask. Although I'm glad they're keeping it because it's the only thing that Rowan has. Rowan has no charisma. He has no character. He has very little skill. You know, I've seen a I lot like of the people, mask. And I definitely agree. Give him a more um, Devil's Rejects kind of angle. You know, you could even put Harper in clown paint. Or no, Rowan. Rowan in clown paint with his but, beard. Um, like, have him be like a Captain Spaulding type could, character. Right? Um, so, I'm, I think, and this is me thinking here, I think these fuck they had no idea what to do with Rowan and Harper. And I swear to God, some dude was at home with his kids playing Mario Brothers, and they came up to the fucking <laughs> Hammer Brothers. And he's like, dude, dude, that could be Eric Rowan and Luke Harper right there. Hammer Brothers. It's near Halloween, and and somebody was in a Halloween shop and saw the the plastic ass mallet. Right. And they're like, this is what Harper and Rowan will do. I do like that they have different mallets. They're two different Mm. unique mallets. I like that. So you really think they're the ones that, that, that were attacking the uh, fashion files? You think that's that's what they're going with? I think it would make sense. I thought it was a little yeah. ambiguous, but it works. Like you said, the 2B would work for Bludgeon Brothers. But I don't know. I just hope they keep having fashion files. If, if, if we never find out who it is and that's the only way we get to keep having it, do it. But I think they should right. be able to find out who it is and still have the skits because I love it to death. Love oh it. yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd rather watch their skits than them wrestle. They don't need to wrestle. I wouldn't mind both, but okay. Um. So next up, we have the Raw Women's Championship match: Alexa Bliss versus Mickey James. Uh 
besides the fact that they they don't really seem to care or respect Mickey because she goes from being Piggy James to being Old Lady James. Right. Um, I feel she's doing what she should do. Other, I mean, she shouldn't go there and get made fun of. But she came back and she's putting over younger talent, and I think that's great. She's a viable yeah. contender. Um, it's believable that she could beat Alexa Bliss at any time. But Bliss hasn't lost anybody else, so why would she lose now? And uh, and I agree. I think I think Mickey. I don't think it hurts Mickey to lose, and I think it makes sense for Alexa to win this one. So I'm going to go with Alexa Bliss winning it. I'm 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 cool with that. I think she should win. That's my girl. I love her. And um and Mickey James is my I want her I to lose, Mickey but she ain't gonna lose here. Oh, by the way, did you hear that she got inducted into the uh, Native American Music Hall of Fame or got a Native American Music Award? That was really awesome. Nice. Yeah, she's got Native blood in her, and she is a very good country singer. I actually have one of her albums. I don't like a lot of country, but I liked a lot of her songs on there. Her song "Hardcore Country" is an awesome song. I can jam out to that song, "Hardcore Country." Yeah, I remember when she premiered that on TNA. Hardcore Country. Uh, what do you got to take home the women's championship belt? This as well, like I said, there's she hasn't lost anybody else. Why would she lose to Mickey James? It doesn't make sense unless Mickey James is gonna pass it on right away. But I don't see that either. It's it's gonna be bliss until she loses it. You know what, until I was just typing this right now, I'm not, I'm still not done with you, motherfucking Roman. I'm still not done with you. <laughs> until I was writing the Hounds of Justice right now, I completely forgot that was another one of my points about fucking Roman Reigns not moving away from the shield. He just went from the Hounds of Justice to the big dog. He's still a fucking canine. He's just no longer in a group. He's just on his own now. <laughs> The Hounds of Justice, the Big Dog, the motherfucker. God damn it, you're just a single shield, Roman. He would have been the lone wolf, but but they brought him. <laughs> but, but Baron Corbin got that one. Yeah, but you know, Corbin that's, that that's how, to be honest, the, the lone wolf and the Big Dog, they were like, dude, we're canine brethren. And they're like, yeah, we are canine brethren. We're above this wrestling thing. And they're like, yeah, we are above this wrestling thing. We should probably get into the fish sticks business. Yeah, we should get into the fish sticks business. <laughs> Carmen's Fisherman. <laughs> oh, man, I love this Carmen's Fisherman shit. I need to book this on Raw. We need to get them to sponsor the show. <laughs> Good old fucking Carmen's Fisherman. God, I love it. This story writes itself. I'm not even trying. It just fucking (laughs) writes itself. All right, so now we're done with the fish sticks and on to the fucking meat and potatoes. TLC, a five-on-three handicap match. The team of five is going to be The Miz, The Bar, which those two are Cesaro and Sheamus, Braun Strowman, and the second demon on the show, Kane. Yeah. Versus the shield. Versus the, the new and, reformed uh, shield. Wasn't it amazing how two weeks ago, like, they finally reformed for the first time, and then they went backstage, and then when they came out at the end, they already had fucking shirts? They already had right. shield yeah. shirts. Like, holy shit, that seamstress. Man, I don't know. Maybe they won't get rid of that <laughs> seamstress who was bitching at fucking at Matt Hardy because that bitch can sew. <laughs> she whipped that shit up quick as hell. 
Give her some props. <laughs> no, um, I don't. I, I. So this is where you. This is where they, they fucked up and they painted themselves in a the corner. There should be no reason that Braun Strowman, The Miz, Kane, and Cesaro and Sheamus lose. Um, you got arguably five main event names there and five strong people against the three shield. And this is not a fucking tag match either. So that means all five are in the ring at the same time as all three. My guess is um, right away, somehow the shield takes Kane out or takes one of the five out, whether it's uh, Cesaro, Sheamus, Kane, I, I I would say it's one of them. Maybe it's the Miz. Maybe I'm gonna he takes say this the right here. Out. I'm gonna cut in, but I'm gonna say this right here. Go ahead. I better not fuck this up and make this be one of those matches where you have to tag in and out. I don't know how you can with the TLC. I could they see them doing it. it. Yeah, they I could see do them it. doing it. I could. I agree with you, but I don't know how it would work. Um. So my guess is the only way you can do it is you take one person out. They have to get sent to the back, and then it's four on three. And, of course, Roman can, you know, handle three of those four, I guess. Right. I don't know. So I, I don't know how they make it work, but I think I think all, okay, not all logic, all WWE logic says the Shield just reformed, Roman's the big dog, the Shield has to win this. I don't. They have to. On paper, I don't see, I don't see how they lose on paper, but in reality, even in wrestling, even on paper, I mean, you just look at that team. You could argue that Braun Strowman, Kane, and The Miz would be able to take on The Shield. At least take them on, maybe lose, but but take them on, you know, fight them bitterly. You could argue Miz, Cesaro, and Sheamus could. You could argue any of those three yeah, would no, be able to I would to like to own. see Miz, Cesaro, and Sheamus versus The Shield. That would be a great match on its own. So, I, I don't know. I mean, I know, I, I honestly think The Shield wins. What, what are you going I'm pretty sure I know, but Shield. yeah, I, they, I, I they think got... they win. It just, how are they going to get there without making it look ridiculous is my question. Winning this. And that's, that's terrible. Maybe they have. It is win. terrible. And you know, and we haven't, um, nobody should beat these five men standing together. Nobody. Did they, unless, um, unless the Miz and Kane turn on each or no, Strowman and Kane turn on each other. That could happen. They could take each other out. But I like the I like Kane being in there because that was like their first big um, one of their first big um, feuds was with Kane, right? The Shield. Yeah, yeah. And they attack Shane right or Kane right off the bat. Um, yeah. So uh, this just he's mostly there because Roman beat his brother. As I'm trying to think, yeah, I'm trying to think of, and he's um, probably not going to win the, the the race as much as I hate to say it. I'm trying to think of how, no, he probably won't. But hey, I hope he's he does. like I gotta get gotta get back in ring shape, guys. Put me um, out of five men. When I was just and saying, I don't know how they're going to get away with the Shield winning. Another question came up in my head. They haven't mentioned how you win this. Normally in a TLC match, you grab a title or a briefcase off a ladder. So is this going to be pinfalls and submissions? Or are they going to have a random object hung up there? Are they going to have a Shield vest or something? Or, or are they going to have um, Cesaro's teeth? Or are they going to have... A pregnant Maurice hanging up Mrs. there? Yes, Mrs. Unborn Child. There you go, Mrs. Fetus <laughs> hanging up there. I, You know, now that I just thought of that, I, I think the only way you can do it is is 
pinfall or submission, I guess. But it isn't normally. I mean, I guess I get I get my minds mixed up. I know back in the day, TLC was always you'd grab something off of a off of the ladder. Was how you won. It was a, it was a ladder match. You were just encouraged to use um, tables and and chairs, even though those were always legal in a ladder match. <laughs> so it right. really made no difference. But again, it's a good gimmick. I don't I I'm, I don't fault them for for selling a gimmick. I don't fault them for that. But yeah, I guess. I mean, they'll, all they'll any of it really is is a hardcore match. For all any we, of them. yeah, that's true. For all we know, they haven't decided how you win yet, and they'll figure it out 15 minutes beforehand, and let's hope like hell somebody tells the announcers so that we know. First man to climb out of the cage, or first team, and just right. throw cage in there. Tables, <laughs> ladders, and cages. Yep, TLC, tables, <laughs> ladders, and cages. Why And all not? the tables and ladders are on the outside of the cage, yep. so everybody's really confused as to how they're supposed to utilize them without gotta, ending the match. you got to escape the cage, but you can't touch the ground. Work for it, motherfuckers. So you just got people diving through tools that I are... I could do it up. like, um... Oh, man, has it been that long since I watched um, TNA that I forget what it was called? Full Metal... Uh, no, it wasn't Full Metal Mayhem. Full Metal Mayhem was their version of TLC, which also made sense, other than that the tables are made of wood, but makes just as much sense as TLC. They... Oh, man, what the... F- I, I can't think of what the, they called it. But what it was was it was a cage match, and they did it almost um they did it almost war game style or almost Royal Rumble style where there'd be two people in there, and then one from a different team would come in in um, varied intervals, uh, thirty seconds for the next guy, two minutes, thirty seconds, two minutes, that kind of stuff. But then when all you couldn't win, you couldn't win until everybody was in there, and when everybody was in there, they dropped a lid on the cage, so it was like hell in a cell. But they also had weapons hanging from the top of the cage, and you were encouraged to use the weapons. For the life of me, I can't think of what that's called now, but that was always a fun match. I mean, they're not going to do that. Sounds great. It was fun. They it's, should do that. Again, it's they just a hardcore like cage years. match. Yeah, it's just a hardcore it'll cage be, match. It'll be a house show. It will be. <laughs> so that's our predictions, folks. Um, dare I say... I I I thought I I honestly thought Hell in a Cell was better than probably ninety percent of the people I've read and and heard from thought. From everything I've read and heard from, uh, people only like the two cell matches and nothing else. And I liked a, a lot of the other matches, whether they were amazing or not. I thought the women's match was really good, and other ones then. Um, this right. is looking very underwhelming. So maybe they'll and Hell in a Cell looked underwhelming to me also, and I was pleased with it. So maybe they'll pull something out. Um, I could see the I could see the cruiserweight tag match stealing the show. All four of them people are extremely talented. Um, even though I'm not a big Cedric Alexander fan, I think if you put him in the ring with those other three guys, yeah, he better fucking do something. Um, but man, I'm super underwhelmed for this. Even even other than just being curious of what they're gonna do with Bray Wyatt. Even the Finn Balor Bray Wyatt. I hope everybody match. with the with the in the main event go into this with the mentality like we got to do better than they did on Hell in a Cell. That's what I'm hoping for. They're not going to because it's two different realities. But yeah, that could just I don't know. They should have had Hell in a Cell this this Sunday and should have had TLC earlier in the month. Other than having a lot of big spots, that could be maybe the worst match on the card. Right. 
I mean, it could be great. They're, they're, they're all talented. Well, let's say this. All, fuck, what is there, eight people in there? All eight people are extremely talented, so, so hopefully not. I'm, I'm underwhelmed. I'm sorry, folks. I don't mean to end this on a downer. But let's hope let's hope that it supersedes our expectations. Hope for the best, prepare for the worst. You'll never be disappointed. Exactly. And with that, folks, I've been Pasty White. And as always, I've been the fattest Mac in the land. We love you. And we'll we see like you. Love sick puppy. Next Thursday. Snap into it!